Welcome to the Pipeline. I'm Piper. I'm here to break it down for you in the following ways. News, pop culture, expect a little politics, and the general comings and goings of our planet. A quick shout out to my sponsors, Fades by Fox, best fades in the game. Go check him out and make your appointment today through his Instagram at the Trill Messiah and at 408 Farms, also on Instagram. These people are fine cannabis cultivators and canna products. Send my Cali fam a message on Instagram at 408 Farms with the coupon code Pipe Did It Again, and you'll receive an extra canna product made with love just for you. Pipeline podcast brought to you by at the study Dallas broadcast network go check them out on Instagram and I'm here with my co-host Cullen at the Trill Messiah on Instagram hello, hello. go check him out and uh, get faded up because he is a barber yeah go to V's barbershop in Frisco check it out check it out so today we are covering something that's really important to me but super controversial we are covering a woman's issue, which is uh, abortion and reproductive rights. So uh, abortion is so controversial and splits people up into so many different groups, like bad feminists who are feminists who are against abortion, people who, uh, religious people who don't like abortion, who protest abortion. I actually saw an anti-abortion protest yeah, going on here, on the way <laughs> here. <clears throat> I was almost late for the podcast because I wanted to go, you know, rough them up a bit. But, uh, so uh, we're going to dive into uh, uh, abortion and the history of it and why it's important and why it is humane and an individual's choice because we are not women first. We are individuals first and our lives do not and will not be predicated by our menstrual cycle. That's wild to me. So, uh, pregnancy and abortion has gone together uh, since pretty much the beginning of time. The earliest recorded abortion uh, is in Japan about 4,000 years ago. So, abortion has been happening since literally the inception, pun intended, of humanity. And, um, and then like in the new international version of the Bible found in numbers 511, there's instructions for a, uh, the test for an unfaithful wife. And, uh, the unfaithful wife is to be given a bitter water brew, like some kind of nasty potion. And if she's pregnant, the, she'll have it, it will induce an abortion. But if she has been faithful to her husband, she'll just be sick because, you know, yeah. fuck women. I lived on the, like, this is a little fun fact about me. I lived on a, like, a kiffy commune for a while and they made up a batch of that shit when this girl was pregnant. And like, it were it's crazy. Like it was just, I want to live on a hippie commune <laughs> but, one uh, time. She, uh, yeah, they made a batch of that shit, and it, like, I don't know, it's a bunch of roots and all types of shit, and they ordered shit off the internet, yeah, and it, yeah. like, yeah. 
Yeah, and like God himself instructed uh, Moses how to make this bitter water. God, like the people, the person y'all believe in. So, I mean, read your f freaking Bible. Get educated on the matter is what I'm saying. And then women from ancient Egypt, which their society happened three times over before and then uh, died out before ours was even a thought. So uh, women from uh, uh, Egypt, they relied on extensive, this is an interesting word, pharmacopedia, which is a drug that induces abortion. All human societies have had their own early forms of, of abortion-inducing methods. The Egyptians do that. The one they like, the plant they had that would they would use as like a uh, like kind of like a birth control. They over they use it so much it's now extinct. They like they. Uh, That's wild. Yeah, they like because like, the Egyptians like, be fucking though. Yeah, exactly. And they, they have like special like buildings. For yeah, yeah, and they. Oh, that's they, where you go to fuck. They yeah, over. Uh, they over. They just that that plant no longer exists anymore. They they overdid it until it's all gone. That's just funny, man. So let's get to what America's all about: slavery. Abortion during American slavery was, uh, probably rough. fucked up and rough. In the United States in the 1600s, an enslaved woman who was raped by her slave master, a.k.a. Thomas Jefferson, would utilize the cottonwood plant, which is a, a large kind of willowy-looking tree to abort a fetus. Because, like, who wants to give birth to Thomas Jefferson's baby after you've been raped by fucking Thomas Jefferson? Considering many pregnancies during slavery were... The result of rape by the slave owner, uh, it was commonplace to use this route. The African-American women, they didn't judge each other for it. And then, so, we get to a higher echelon in the um, social hierarchy. Colonial women, during the same time, who had uh, better or more access to things that would induce an abortion, they utilize the sap from the juniper brush, which is uh, kind of like a sticky, bushy type thing. Pennyroyal, um, a small flowering plant. They use tansy, an, a flowering plant from Asia. Ergot, which is a fungus, and Seneca snake root, a small flowering Ergot plant, so too. <laughs> all to induce an abortion. Because until the 1800s, abortion was legal through common law if it was performed before the quickening of the fetus. So that means basically, if your baby kicks, it's not that great to like abort it. So, uh, so like, like women all over the world in the 1800s had the right to induce abortion until the politicians in America were afraid that the population would be dominated by the children of the newly arriving immigrants. Great guys, really. You know, Thomas Jefferson raping all those people. So what made abortion illegal, you might ask, is the Comstock Law. He is a crusty old white man, and he just didn't like it. He didn't like porn. He didn't like abortion. He didn't like sex. I don't Not know cool if guy. he had a genitalia or a sex drive. Who knows? Or he was a fucking freak on the love. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, like, felt <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, like, yeah. He was like, I want to wear people's types. skin. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, looked at them and be like, I fuck me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
So the Comstock law came into effect in 1873 and outlawed uh, abortion and pornography and anything that this dude considered obscene. Wait, so this it was pornography, abortion, like just anything like sexual, sexual education, um, contraception. Yes, anything that this man considered obscene. Okay, that's what Comstock crazy. spent his like entire life. Fighting against influential American reformers such as Margaret Sanger, who, sh it should be noted, there was a eugenics factor there. Oh, um, yeah. We should not uh, act like that was not a thing. Yeah. That definitely was a thing. So, she wasn't a saint. Margaret Sanger, you did some good, but like... Not necessarily in the name. Eugenics is real bad. Yeah, Margaret like Sanger. it wasn't in the right... Fought the Comstock Law because... Fuck him, right? So, the criminalization of abortion after the Comstock Law helped a whole bunch of people. Psych. <laughs> the criminalization of, of abortion didn't reduce the number who sought to end an unexpected pregnancy in, in a post-Comstock Law America by the 1920s. Almost 15,000 women a year annually died from back alley abortions or performed or abortions performed by unexperienced physicians. And by unexperienced physician, I mean just some guy who wanted to like go into business for himself and had a lot of sharp objects around him. Yeah, these guys bought. didn't care. They took these women's money and then they took their fucking life because they were a woman first and an individual fourth, really. This death margin was a direct result of the lack of access women had to safe and legal abortions. Well, think about just all the dumb shit people thought about medical stuff in the 20s. Like, so, how can this, yeah, that's fucking But crazy. what we see here is, like, when abortion's outlawed, women are still seeking this health care. Yeah, but just through danger, more dangerous and more dangerous More things. dangerous and more unsanitary. It's horrible. Yeah. So we get, we get two corpses instead of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's insane. That's it blows my mind. Women in the nineteen twenties attempted self-induced abortions in the twenties. We watch movies that happen in the twenties right now. Okay, so just realize how like not far, not not long ago that was. They utilized needle, knitting needles, crochet hooks, hair pan, hairpins, oh. scissors, Fuck. and button hooks. And I looked up what button hooks are. They're the tool that was used to put on the boots of old-timey women. So they would just put it in there and just run it around. That's fucking... Ouch! Bad. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> that's it. I don't know if my uh, listeners know a lot about um, vaginas. Sensitive area! In the 1930s, physicians attempted to address this rising death toll because all these women were dying. The doctors who actually cared... Um, they broke the law. They started providing um, abortions and health care in this way um, to try to curb this massive amount of death that was happening. They had to do something, you know? And so in uh, the 1950s, an estimated 200,000 to 1.2 billion Damn. illegal unsafe abortions were being performed because it was made illegal. And we are putting women everywhere at risk and then holding them down into poverty because they do not have the right to decide when and if to become a mother. 
And, like, a lot of the people in the time period, especially the 50s and stuff, a lot of, like, politics, like, the Kennedys, all those types of people, like, the, like, the ultra-rich that supported the anti-abortion stuff, were the ones that were making their mistresses and stuff getting abortions. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Was it, uh... It was crazy hypocritical Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. If she got pregnant, fucking Bill Clinton would have had that shit aborted so fast. Probably. Make yeah, yeah, head yeah. spin, really. So... After 100 years of denied access to abortion in 1973, it actually happened right here. References to my city, Dallas, Texas. Uh, a Dallas, Texas resident, Norma L. McCovey, I think, who is Jane Roe in the famous Jane Roe case, claimed the present Texas law of criminalizing abortions violated Roe's constitutional rights. The decision was seven to two in favor of Roe, and Texas That's and found that Texas laws violated uh, the individual's privacy, and the uh, Roe v. Wade uh, case supported the logic that an unexpected pre pregnancy puts an undue burden on the woman, which is like so true. Yeah. It's the scariest thing in the world to look down and be like, oh, I'm pregnant. Not and, just like, I have and I'm a scallywag. I have a whole life I gotta take care of. That's not mine. I'm trying to mother myself. How yeah, how exactly. inside the fuck am I gonna mother yeah. another person who Yeah, I ain't got my shit. Doesn't want to be here. <laughs> I'm sure they don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so those opposed of Roe v. Wade, of course, you have uh, two sides of everything. Usually one cooler and one lamer. Um, immediately began working to prevent any federal or state funding to abortion clinics. So these horrible activists have worked um, since 1973 to prevent any kind of funding to go to places like P Planned Parenthood or any other, I can't think of the other abortion clinic, but any other abortion clinic. So they get no funding. They get it from themselves. That's why it's so expensive for a, a young woman to get an abortion. And it's so important to donate to Planned Parenthood and other abortion places. And uh, overtly support them. Yeah. But that's why it's so expensive, making it even harder. Another obstacle for young women to uh, go get over to get the health care they need. It's almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, well, and then that's in the states that have like some states have one abortion clinic. So let's just oh, say, yep. and then a lot of states too have the thing where you have to wait a day in between your first consultation and then getting the procedure done. Yep. So that's hotel, that's travel, that's so this could be two, three thousand dollars all said and done. And this is uh, soon after Alabama actually just made a bunch of anti-abortion, um, enacted a bunch of anti-abortion laws making it almost impossible for um, a young woman to get an abortion. They, a woman doesn't know she's pregnant until like four or six weeks. In Alabama, you can't get an abortion at four or six weeks. You're stuck. And then also if you're raped, uh, incestually raped, you are stuck. You can be raped by your husband orally in Alabama. It's just, it's an attack on women. It's an attack on women and it's, it's an attack that is... Trying to keep us down. And like as of right now, it's working. It's working. It's worked. It's worked. Our ability to procreate has pre-dominated our whole entire existence. Yeah. Being um, being baby machines, as most royal like queens are called, that's all they're good for. Like okay, so she's not a woman. She's not a person. 
She's a uterus. Right. So she better produce a son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the beginning of time, we needed to be able to procreate. We need to be able to move the species forward. But we've grown past that. Now we have, like, it's not important to have kids. Like, you, there's different, just, there's enough people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't need to, it's not all about keeping this, uh, the species going and going and going and stuff. Like, that's already happening. The species is going. And then the so people having everyone, kids are the ki people you don't want to have kids. Yeah, a lot it's of like, time. please don't. <laughs> not always. But for that children's life, just get rid of it. Yeah. That might have been harsh. My bad. So, they, uh, abortion clinics, like we've been saying, have been targeted by pro-lifers who utilize uh, violent tactics, who well, demonstrate... Like right there in the name, pro-life. That's a bullshit name. Yeah, it's they not, demonstrate in front of the clinics. Actually, um, uh, an act had to be passed so they would stay 300 feet away from the clinic door as they harass the young women who go inside to get this health care. These young women are already sad, upset, and in a state of crisis, and they're only made to feel worse. Nobody wakes up and says, hey, I'm going to get an abortion today. Yes. Yeah. It's something that you have to deal with. It's, some, it's a lesson you have to learn. It's so common because, I mean, when you think about it, a woman is born with 300,000 eggs. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, I could never have that many kids, <laughs> nor do I want to, you know? Anti-abortionists have gone so far as to bomb clinics, physically yeah. attack the staff members of clinics, Sh shoot doctors, and murder doc abortion yeah. providers. That was a big one. I this think, is like, a violent group of people, a violent, uneducated group of people, which proved to be more violent and horrible as we see with Trump supporters, honestly. And then they, they spread misinformation like this. Uh, it was yes. a huge case a couple years ago where this dude went into, he worked undercover, big fucking quotes, uh, at a uh, abortion clinic and said that they, like, did all this stuff with the fetuses and oh, did yeah. that. And it turned out to be just 100. He's in prison now because, like, he just fucking straight, like, you can't also, lie like that. Also, those diagrams that you see of, like, the embryo to the baby, like, the medical diagrams, those are fake. Those are misinformation, and it, they are tools used by the, these pro-lifers. Then we went to court again for Planned Parenthood. So Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey was a Supreme Court ruling in Planned Parenthood versus Casey that, that the states could not place trivial restriction on the first trimester of any abortion, meaning that early pregnancies could be aborted and restrictions on getting that health care were not allowed. Many states have barriers, even though that this was passed, have barriers set in place, such as uh, parental involvement if it's a minor, mandatory waiting periods, which yeah. is just, it's just a tool to make you feel worse, uh, biased counseling. They make and, you watch a video and stuff that tells you, like, all types of crazy shit. Yeah, and if you're unmarried, and if you're married, you, a woman married who doesn't want to be pregnant has to have written permission from her husband. She is not an individual or a person at that point. Yeah. She is degraded down to a baby-making machine, a yeah. fuck machine. Yeah. But in a, like at, right now in 2019, 17 states have put in 95 more measures designed to um, restrict abortion. Texas was able to demand massive amounts of restrictions on clinics and providers over half of Texas's abortion clinics were forced to close in 2014, 
um, as a direct result of Rick Perry and his um, influence. Yeah, his regime. This is one of the biggest, this is the biggest state in America. And we're lucky. We still and we have, have half the abortion clinics that we need. Who does this affect? Young women. But we're lucky. We still have, like, there's still half of the abortion clinics. There's still, like, something, I think, like, seven or eight or something like that, which is not enough. Don't get me wrong. But states like Montana and stuff, there's one. One. And then they have yeah. to go to another state. Yeah. And, like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Women, yes, women in Montana have to go to Indiana to get an yeah. abortion. And then there's a waiting list. Because it's so hard to get an abortion, you, there are waiting lists that are hundreds of thousands of names long. So these, some of these women will never get what they need. Oh, and yeah. the people who are most affected by not being able to get an abortion or have access to comprehensible sex education are the lower echelon of our society. They are the young black women, Mexican women. These... These... These restrictions help hold them down. Yeah, because schools too, like the the uh, inner city schools and stuff, they like cut sexual education. It's like one of the first things they cut and stuff, and then like music and I think stuff. They had so, one class, yeah. Uh, they just don't teach you anything Especially about it. Especially in the south. And then in the south, they just teach you abstinence. Like in in Texas, we just got taught about abstinence. Just don't do it. But what if you do do it? Just don't. You don't have to worry about it. So then, yeah, a lot of fucking people, if you do it, are gonna get in trouble, and like. People have sex, especially teenagers. It's like we're living organisms. For the beginning of time, yeah. yeah. Like, don't give me a fake baby and tell me not to have sex. I'm still horny. You know <laughs> yeah, exactly, what I'm exactly. This fucking sack of flowers. Who isn't this affects make me. directly in our racial hierarchy is ethnic groups, and it keeps them down. Sure. It's so much harder for an impoverished black woman or Latina women woman to get an abortion than a white woman. It's it's. It's so obvious. It's so obvious, the discrepancy here. So, what do we do? We'd be feminists, and we'd be pro-choice. The struggle for sexual and reproductive rights of women and girls has been the basis of global feminism for decades. And I want to say that because feminism is almost a dirty word, and it has a lot of de different uh, definitions that were made up to make it yeah, to, to make, make it, it seem, work, to make it seem evil or, 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 or make something. It seem like it, women want to be above men when it's it's just, it's equality. Like it's it's not feminism is. And feminism isn't just about abortion. That is not it at all. It is about supporting and fighting for women. It's about yeah. supporting and fighting for education for women, reproductive rights, um, help with single mothers. This is not about. This is not shaming those who choose motherhood. Yeah. This is about fighting for the right to of your own body. Yeah. Just as though, just if you weren't allowed to have your baby, feminists would fight for your right to be a mother because you have that right to be a mother. But you also have that right to choose. You just have rights. <laughs> just straight up rights. Like, women should have rights. That's what feminism is about. And the same rights as men, and the same rights as anybody. They should. They should not be a lower class citizens. They shouldn't be. We should not be than. seen by our gender or our ability to procreate. Yeah. Definitely. We should. We should be seen as people. 
The feminist movement is back at it again because Planned Parenthood has come under fire and they're, they're just fighting for safe contraception, comprehensive information about all aspects of sexual reproductive health. And it's, they just, they fight for women. Feminists aren't evil or bad, or uh, they, yeah, they don't, not at all. they don't just uh, think one train, they're not one train of thought thinkers. They fight for the rights of women to be seen as individuals, not women. Also, too, speaking as a Being man. Being a woman is cool, though, I like it. Speaking from as a man's perspective, you can be a feminist too, man. Just don't be a shitty guy. Like be on the team of side of be on the side of women. Like when you see something that's wrong or injustice stuff on the side of women, take their side. If you see some guy being fucking creepy or if you see some shit, just be just be a good person. Be on the side of the, like the future. Just do what you know is right. You know what I'm saying? Or if you don't know it's right, fucking think about it real hard and you'll figure out what's really right. The rights and access to reproductive and sexual health is the key to women's liberation. That means women liberation is aimed at letting women own their rights, the rights to their body. The premise of these rights can be found in the United Nations Convention on the elimination of all forms of discrimination against women. So globally, we support abortion and providing them. And sexual and reproductive rights include the right of life for the woman, liberty, and the security of person. My life doesn't have to change radically because I got pregnant one time. I shouldn't have to alter the path and my ambitions and leave them all beside because of an unwanted pregnancy. Yeah, you shouldn't have to, but also, too, if motherhood is what you want, there's nothing wrong with exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, if you like, want to be a mom, be a mom. That's, that's what it's all about. Like, fight choice. for the right of women. It's pro-choice. That's why they call it that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this, con this uh, issue gets so muddled because of what it's about. But what it's really about is the right of all women to own their bodies and have the authority over them to say what's right and wrong, when's right, right and wrong. Yeah, what I say being taken more seriously than what a woman says, even though For I'm, sure. I'm fucking shouldn't be. I'm not as smart as a half the women I know and stuff. Women and are for some written off. I'm... Women aren't taken seriously because of this long, long tradition of degradating women down to their reproductive ability, which does not define a human being or a happy life so I just think that when you think change your maybe change your perspective on abortion and reproductive rights because it's all about choosing what's right for you because what's right for you may not be what's right for them but they should be allowed to own the authority to decide to decide what is right for them you know because these children these people who can't get abortions, these children grow up in poverty. It's just a cycle that repeats itself. Yeah. And then they get into the jails, uh, the delinquent uh, school system, then to the jail system. It's just a revolving door. It's this prison school pipeline, all that. And uh, uh, reproductive rights is an issue that divides us and keeps us distracted from coming together as a whole. We need to see each other as individual human beings. Not as a woman, not as a man, not for our sexual orientation. 
None of that. We are all people, and we deserve the authority over our bodies. So I think that we are just, I hope I kind of changed your perspective, maybe opened your mind a little and bit. And also, I just want to add, if you already were on, like, pro-choice and stuff, get involved, not even just financially. It's easy to get involved and do stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's, hop on Planned Parenthood, there's so much stuff you can do if you looked up Planned Parenthood, and there's so many other clinics and stuff that need volunteers that, that you, that, I mean, money's always the best way, like, if yeah, you can donate, monetary. donate, but if not, there's other ways to get involved. That's the only thing I'm going to add. Yeah, I hope I uh, opened you guys up, your perspective up a little bit and kind of uh, humanized abortion for you because it's kind of in a dirty word, you know? People react to it really negatively when it really is, it's not abortion, it's reproductive rights we're fighting for, you know? So look up reproductive rights, see where we're at in our country, and then stay tuned for episode six of The Pipeline. I'm Piper, your host, with Cullen, my co-host, and we're wrapping this hoe up. Have a great day. See you next week.